this week's NSBSD and Reality Check, we talk with Amaratis and OpenNet Labs on tapping analytics, orchestration for scaling automation, and VNFs. Comscope, thinking beyond today's technology to help you make the best decision for your network and your business. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. Telecomcareers.com. Welcome to this week's uh, NFBSD and Rally Check. I'm your host, Dan Meyer, Editor-in-Chief of RCR Wireless News. Well, obviously, uh, the virtualization world is increasingly encroaching onto the uh, telecom space. And today, we've got a couple of great guests to talk a bit more about what's happening uh, in terms of this move towards, uh, towards virtualization for uh, telecom operators. Uh, joining me today is uh, Maurizio Strelezzi, who's the CTO of Amartus. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, also, Jerry Donahoe, who's the Technical Director at OpenNet Labs. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Well, obviously, both these, so obviously, and our guests too, they're both uh, based in, uh, in Dublin, Ireland, which is a, a nice uh, change for us this week as well. But uh, let's start off with maybe giving you, have you guys give a quick introduction of yourselves and, and the company. So maybe, uh, Jerry, start with you, maybe get a quick intro uh, of yourself and, uh, and of uh, OpenNet Labs. Sure. Um, my name is Jerry Donahue. I'm a technical director in, in OpenNet. Um, so OpenNet is a, a specialist in providing um, high performance. Uh, SS software to some of the world's biggest telcos. Um, we, we can basically uh, supply systems at scale to hundreds of million subscribers. We also deploy in small uh, operators such as TeleGreenland, where they have only 50,000 uh, subscribers. That's the, uh, the great benefit of virtualized technology. Yeah, very good. Great. That sounds good. Well, Maurizio, uh, maybe a quick intro of yourself and of the company as well, please. Sure, Dan. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Maurizio Sturlesi. I'm CTO of uh, Amartus. Amartus is also an Irish uh, software company. We provide, we've been uh, uh, in the business of OSS and network management for uh, 11 years now, 12 years, and we provide runtime programmable um, service uh, management and orchestration systems uh, that span across NFP, SDN, cloud, uh, as well as traditional networks. Very good, that sounds great. Well, good, well, again, like I mentioned at the beginning here, kind of the topics we were hoping to cover uh, on this week's show is kind of looking at, you know, obviously analytics is a big part of kind of this move towards virtualization. Orchestration is a big part of this as well, especially when it comes towards automation, which is a big goal of, uh, of this move towards virtualization. Also VNFs are a big part of this as well. But maybe start off with, I guess, maybe Jerry, maybe a first question towards you. Uh, I guess, as you look at the space, I mean, what's the role of network analytics? How's it changed uh, as telecom operators are moving towards this virtualized platform? What have you seen out there in terms, I guess, the, of the greater reliance or maybe the greater capabilities that analytics has brought, has brought to, uh, or is bringing to the telecom space for operators? Well, one of the key concepts of the ability to virtualize network functions is this concept of elastic scalability. Yeah. And, and clearly that can't be done um, without context. And you do need an analytics capability there to make the intelligent decisions as to um, when to scale up or, or scale out. Um, and uh, for example, in our um, in our Etsy POC uh, that that um, uh, Amartus and, and, and OpenNet worked with some other partners, um, this is a, a key a key capability. We monitor the performance of the uh, of the components um, and make a decision um, based on not just the real time but also the historic trending. This allows us, for example, to ignore uh, momentary spikes. It also allows us to um, to prepare in, in advance for expected uh, spikes in, 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 um, in traffic load. This is a very big advantage, I, I think, um, and that's something that will revolutionize the way um, traffic loads are, are, are handled in the future. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Obviously, I've talked to a lot of companies about, you know, the fact that this move to virtual, virtualization will allow for so much greater use of the networks. But again, this analytics aspect is going to be just, it seems like so much more important on this. I mean, you know, obviously in the legacy 3G, 3G world and then you know, kind of the circuit switch world, you know, analytics are always a big part of it. But this new move towards virtualization and how much more traffic is to be on the networks. I mean, being able to really find out what's happening on the networks in real time uh, is going to be a big part of uh, operators being able to really take advantage of these new platforms. So it seems like that's going to be a huge, a huge push going forward. And obviously, it sounds like you guys are doing quite a bit of work on this. So uh, it'll be big to watch that. Well, maybe I guess Maurizio may bring that a little bit too. You know, as you look at this analytics aspect, but also orchestration in support of uh, increased use of, of automation and DNS, you know, how important are these uh, for telecom operators as they look towards, you know, this move towards virtualization and, and you know, bringing on these analytics and these increased orchestration for automation? I mean, how do you see that evolving? And, and, and I guess, how do you see the telecom space adopting and evolving with this, this new need? Sure. Uh, well, we believe the, the integration between analytics and orchestration is absolutely essential mm -hmm. um, to uh, increase the automation, to support the full automation of the life cycle. Uh, I mean, we all see the fast pacing proliferation of uh, new real time on demand services on the network and the massive scale uh, of these services. Um, that means operators cannot rely on manual. Um, on the ability to uh, um, uh, provision, orchestrate, and manage these services manually. So what you need is, uh, you know, analytics applications like OpenNet to uh, monitor uh, mm -hmm. and, and measure the KPIs of the network and the infrastructure in real time, and then integrate seamlessly and fully in, in a fully automated fashion with orchestrators such as Amartus to um, uh, act on, on, uh, on these measurements and be able to make the necessary changes. Uh, this applies to the full uh, life cycle, but particularly to scaling, um, as Jerry mentioned, uh, scaling use cases, uh, as well as migration use cases, uh, because clearly sometimes, um, you know, in virtualized uh, environments, um, uh, you know, you, you can run out, run out of resources, you can be overloaded in a data center. So uh, when you when you realize that through uh, analytics and prediction uh, of use and traffic uh, and load, uh, you can then, um, um, based on the orchestrated knowledge and capability of uh, um, working with uh, a number of data centers, you can actually migrate your um, resources and DNS, virtual network functions over a different data center. So the importance of integrating this and uh, acting on scaling and migration use cases is essential. And we have, uh, like Jerry mentioned, demonstrated this in our recent at CNFB talk on, on proof of concept on um, uh, policy uh, management and control with other partners as well. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, I guess maybe, Jerry, maybe a little follow-up on, on those POCs that have been going out there. I mean, obviously, uh, these are very important to kind of making sure that uh, operators are comfortable with what's happening. Uh, I guess the progress on this, I mean, what's, what's your view on how that's been progressing? Because obviously, it seems like operators are becoming more and more uh, in tune to kind of starting to roll out some of these services. But again, we have to make sure that this stuff, you know, I'm sure they're kind of concerned that this stuff is, you know, not, maybe not carrier grade, but obviously up to their standards. You know, have you seen pretty good progress in terms of these platforms being able to support what operators uh, are asking for in terms of kind of these, these virtualization kind of the analytics and the, and the orchestration needs? I think most of the uh, the work to date um, has been in the in, in the data plane components and yeah. um, only more recently 
have uh, people started thinking about what happens um, from the business side, from the uh, the business support systems, and that's something I'm I'm quite proud of in in our um, in our Etsy POC is that we actually uh, incorporated a, a, a charging component as part of uh, the solution and feeding into the analytics. This not only allows us to, um, to you know to, to to monitor the performance of the of the components, but also calculate their revenue generating capability in real time. This gives a much richer set of information that we, which we can make decisions on, you know, the impact of, um, or should I scale or should I not scale um, based on actual real world revenue generating capability in real time. It's, it's quite impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting you bring up those topics. Those are all very similar things to what I heard. I was at the, at the recent TM Forum event uh, there in France, and those topics you brought up are things that they were talking about there at the show, I and mean, all of the operators were talking about the needs for this. And it seems like, you know, again, the work you guys are doing seems like it's really answering what, what's actually being asked right now about by the operators. So interesting about those topics. It just really brought back uh, a flood of memories there from the from last month's show. So interesting to hear those coming on. But uh, I guess, you know, uh, maybe from Maritza, you know, again, as you, as you look at the support from the telecom space, I mean, obviously a lot of these, uh, concepts and 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 uh, uh, virtualization moves have kind of played out a bit in the data center world. So they are pretty well known, at least to the data center and IT space. But when it comes to the telecom operators, you know, again, it's still somewhat new to them to an extent. You know, are you seeing a lot of support from them and trying to make sure they, I guess, get up to speed, uh, I guess, rapidly and, and make sure that they have the, the pieces in place to really make sure that they can take advantage of, of these services? Because again, it does seem like the telecom operators, you know, do have different business models than perhaps a, a data center might have. Uh, but you know, as you look at kind of how they're coming on board, I mean, are you seeing good support from the telecom operators in terms of this move towards uh, towards real-time analytics and virtualization and, and orchestration? Yes, Dan, um, absolutely. The, it, it, these are new topics uh, for many uh, telecom operators. Um, but what we have seen, obviously, in the last couple of years with the emergence and uh, expansion, expansion of NFV as a group within the Etsy, um, as well as, uh, of course, the, the virtualization technologies uh, being leveraged for mm -hmm. supporting uh, the virtual network functions. Uh, we've seen telecom operators taking the driving seat, um, especially within that group, to ensure that um, you know uh, a set of standards are initiated and uh, progress. Because uh, the only way to achieve real uh, real time integration, full automation is through um, defining a, a set of standardized open APIs. Um, this is absolutely needed uh, uh, and vendors and operators need to work together to, to achieve this. Uh, uh, like Jerry said, uh, the focus of NFV was more on the data plane. So mm -hmm. it's more recent that uh, management and orchestration as well, you know, interfaces and architecture have been more, uh, let's say, uh, efforts have been stepped up in these areas. Uh, so we're not quite get, we're not quite there yet. Uh, what we have done uh, in this uh, proof of concept, we have taken uh, the latest um, uh, versions of these uh, specifications. Uh, they are not finished, but they are at a good level, and we were able to uh, implement these and complement where it was necessary to achieve uh, this integrated analytics and orchestration for our scaling use case. Interesting. Yeah, I, obviously the standards part of this is a, is a big part as well. I know we had Jerry on a show, a couple of shows back, 
And I know, Jerry, you know, we talked a bit about the standards issues and kind of talking about where we were in that, in that process. You know, obviously, it's been a long time since we last talked. But, you know, as you look at the standards issue, you know, again, the, the progress there, does it seem like it's still moving at a good pace? I mean, obviously, you know, like Mauricio was saying, that's a big part of this. I mean, you got to make sure that standards are in place, or at least a good framework is in place to make sure things can interoperate with each other. Um, are you still seeing some pretty good progress in terms of kind of this move towards standards, working with Etsy and different organizations like, like that? Absolutely, and um, we also see uh, more and more uh, vendors embracing the, the concept of open standards. As I said uh, last time I talked to you, I think operators have to be um, mindful, though, not to allow vendors to um, to exceed the standards, you know, and, and do these proprietary or, or standards plus stuff. We all have to go um, uh, at, the, at the same pace here because the uh, the need for interoperability in, in NFT is, is, is paramount. and. Um, and thankfully, uh, we're seeing lots more ecosystems um, uh, arising, showing the, uh, the ability, including our own POC, in, in fact, the ability of many partners to um, to partake in a, in a, in, you know, a, a standard orchestrated um, way of deploying service. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know. We, I know. We talked a bit about that standards plus thing. That is seems like kind of a, a challenge to make sure that that these maybe more established vendors in the telecom space don't. Uh, start uh, kind of taking these standards and kind of putting their own stuff in them and making making them not so standard anymore. That does seem to be uh, a challenge. But it, but again, it does seem like the operators, you know, the ones I've talked to, at least here domestically, I know AT&T, for instance, uh, is very, very upfront about the fact that they want to work with this open source community and doing a lot of stuff in open source. So that seems to be a, a positive move in this direction, at least. And obviously, once we get to the actual deployments, you know, hopefully that, that stays like that. But at least it seems like it's good at least to, to, see, to hear operators be very open to open source. I mean, I, I know at least in Europe, Telefonica has been very big about that. I know in Asia, Adokubo, SK, SK Telecom have also been, sounds like they've been pretty open to that. So it sounds like from your guys' point of view, at least from your Jerry, your point of view, that, that they are that they are at least at this point still open to this this, this openness, I guess, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess, and Marisa, maybe your, your view on kind of the open part, because again, like you said, that it is a big part of this. You know, obviously you guys are working uh, with a lot of partners. And so, you know, open is, is a big part of what you guys are doing. I mean, are you seeing, that continued support from the vendor side of things when it comes to making sure that everybody's on the same page uh, when it comes to moving forward with these these initiatives because that is going to be a, be a big part of this making sure that operators can have this multi-vendor environment out there that you know they can at some point plug and play things and things will work together um, are you seeing good good support there from the other vendors when it comes to working on, on open at least some sort of open standards that, that allow this interoperability Yes, I think uh, I think the community in general, the telecom industry is um, is working uh, in that direction. There is always challenges um, because uh, you know um, I think it is you know it, it's a it's a key requirement, but it it is also a challenge because clearly vendors uh, uh, tend to uh, you know pr promote their uh, their edge in their uh, in their product suites. They tend to maybe um, you, you know. Um, uh, push forward with their with the APIs that better suit their their, their product suites. So that that is that is normal. But uh, what we see changing uh, with NFE in particular is uh, a lot of uh, ecosystems of partners have uh, have emerged. Mm -hmm. uh, many of them are driven by the operators. You mentioned mm -hmm. AT and T uh, with many of their initiatives. Uh, Telefonica in, in Europe is a good example as well. It's, Deutsche Telekom and others. Um, so uh, that that brings uh, more and more vendors together, um, and that uh, obviously promotes uh, open APIs. Uh, we have done this uh, with the partners, with a number of partners. We work uh, apart from uh, with OpenNet, 
in this uh, proof of concept, we work with Red Hat, we work with Intel. Intel has a big um, ecosystem called network builders, so they are very big promoters of vendors getting together and uh, you know working together and building various uh, NFE proof of concepts. Um, and uh, from, from our perspective of the orchestrator, of course, we are totally uh, in favor of open APIs, being able to integrate with different vendors. Uh, standard, standard based. Uh, what we do is we make our orchestrator, uh, what, what we say, run runtime and real time programmable. Mm -hmm. uh, so for us, uh, is um, um, uh, all a model driven uh, API, so we can quickly adapt to different standards and to different uh, where necessary uh, proprietary uh, as well uh, APIs. Uh, but of course, we advocate we, have, we have advocate open APIs as well as open source. Yeah, very good. And, and again, for the orchestration layer of this, this that's going to be a huge part of this too going forward because again, you got these legacy systems that are still going to be running for years and years and OSS, BSS systems out there that are going to have to be integrated with the new platforms. And so, yeah, having an orchestration layer that is uh, real time and able to kind of work across, you know, systems that could, be, that could have been out there for 20 or 30 years, uh, that's going to be a big challenge for you guys, I'm sure, going forward. That'll keep, uh, keep you guys busy, I'm sure. Absolutely. But um, that's why we built a very flexible flexible programmable system um, because we know we know as well that there is no such a thing as a, a revolution in, uh, in in networks so it, 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 there's got to be a, an evolution where legacy systems and virtual so legacy traditional uh, hardware based system will um, uh, live together with the newer virtualized platforms uh, and 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 uh, orchestration systems need to um, you know uh, allow operators to move, uh, to migrate over. Mm -hmm. And for a, for a period of a few years, I would, I would assume, uh, orchestrate both uh, to provide end-to-end uh, -end services to their customers. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch how that part of it plays, at least over, over a time frame situation. So that'll be interesting to watch that. Well, you know, maybe a final topic for you guys, kind of looking at, you guys kind of touched on some of the challenges already, you know, kind of going forward on this. You know, I guess maybe Jerry, from your point of view, you know, uh, you know, and I guess when it comes to the, the you know, kind of the automation, uh, orchestration, and also uh, analytics aspect, I mean, what sort of uh, challenges do you see in that market going forward when it comes to kind of the, the telecom space adopting these uh, for these new VNFs and, and, and NFB type of type of platforms? What do you see? I guess maybe the biggest challenges for, for what you guys are seeing out there on the market right now. I think that uh, as uh, Maurizio mentioned earlier, it's um, the the fact that uh, a lot of the effort in NFE, um was concentrated on, on, on data plane issues um, for, for a while. And we're only now beginning to get to grips with the um, with the orchestration challenges. Yeah. And um, and we you know we're a little bit slower there and, and we need to speed up because obviously this is key to the adoption of this technology. Uh, I think we will make um, we will make strides there. The other thing of course is the um, is the uh, uh, the kind of interaction between uh, NFE and, and, and big data uh, all of these um, uh, components deploying in, in a cloud type environment have the potential to generate a lot more information. Um, the data collection um, of that is going to be a challenge and the uh, and, and what we do with the uh, with the analytics uh, when we when we start uh, perceiving these you know the, the ability to do things like um, self-organizing networks and uh, you know proactive network maintenance um, I mean uh, the the, um, the opportunities are very exciting. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like the challenges there are just so enormous. Obviously, I know you guys are working hard on this, and the whole vendor community is working very hard on this. But those challenges seem like they are just uh, 
that'll keep you guys busy. I know for a long time, it just seemed like a, a big, a big push for you guys. But uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe Rizio, uh, maybe, you know, again, you touched on some, some challenges already earlier too, but you know, as you, as you look forward, you know, the next uh, 12 to 18 months, you know, what's going to be kind of those topics that are going to keep you, uh, keep you extra busy, keep you long hours at the office uh, going, going forward. Right. And um, well, yes, uh, we, we want to get uh, more and more involved into, um, you know, making, making the, the open APIs uh, standardized and open. Uh, we, we, we work a lot with partners such as OpenIT, but um, as well as the likes of Intel, where there is a, you know, a bigger community. Um, from our perspective, we want to uh, build as many uh, possible use cases and case studies with a number of DNF vendors mm -hmm. and, uh, to prove the interoperability, the interoperability, I, I beg your pardon, is, um, uh, you know, is actually doable. It can be solved now. Um, we don't necessarily need to wait for standards to be fully uh, finalized and formalized. Uh, we can progress with what we have. Uh, show that use cases can uh, can be implemented and uh, trialed right now. Uh, I think, I mean, the, the challenge is to move from this phase of proof of concept to the co full commercialization. And I believe, hopefully, uh, towards the end of this year and, and, and probably um, uh, will pick up speed uh, even more so uh, in 2016, uh, we'll see real commercialization of the yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was going to ask you guys about that too. I mean, I guess on a time frame looking forward, I mean, again, there has been talk about getting this stuff done, uh, seeing some commercial launches later this year, then in 2016. But again, it does seem like there's so many uh, challenges still that need to be kind of worked out there. I mean, I guess as operators deploy this, if they do it in maybe small little silos or, you know, little parts of the network, perhaps it makes sense to kind of start rolling it out at those, those time frames. But do, do you still see kind of a, a late 2015, 2016 time frame for, for maybe some of these commercial uh, deployments of, of these types of uh, services on, on operator networks then? For me, for Maurizio, you're, you're kind of at the Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's what we gather from uh, uh, talking to operators and, uh, and our partners. Uh, it seems, it, it, you know, uh, I guess what the industry says is um, uh, 2014 was the year of proof of concept, 2015, the trials, and 2016 is full-blown, real-world, com commercialized projects. So we we hope uh, we hope it will go uh, that way. We we get the sense that it is going that way, um, and hopefully there will be no additional delays. That makes sense. And Jerry, uh, time frame? Are you, are you looking pretty pretty solid? I think on the same kind of time frame that everybody else is looking at there for for these deployments. Yeah, I think so. I think 2015 is going to be the year um, of, of uh, commercial deployments, and and just because we we face challenges, particularly in the um, in, in in the standards for orchestration. Yeah. That doesn't stop operators actually deploying solutions already, and, um, and many of the trials um, I know have have been successful. Um, and um, particularly in, in in you know the more niche areas like the M2Ms and so forth, uh, um, where, where massive throughput isn't the requirement. I think we're going to see more and more of those going forward um, in in the very near future. Yeah, yeah, that should be interesting, Steve. That sounds great. Well, guys, hey, again, we definitely appreciate the great insight on this topic today. Again, it's something we cover here on a weekly basis. I know I've talked to you, Jerry, in the past on this too. Uh, it's something we hope to cover on an ongoing basis going forward as well. But it's definitely an exciting time right now in the virtualization space. And obviously, you guys have a lot of work ahead of you and uh, a lot of a lot of good progress ahead of you. So again, we appreciate the time and insight today. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Dan. Great. Thank thanks you. so much. Well, again, I want to thank everyone for joining us on this week's NFDSD Reality Check. And make sure to check us out again next week for a new show. Thanks for watching.
NFV SDN Reality Check with Dan Meyer is a production of RCR-TV. To suggest show topics or to reach Dan, you can find him on email, dmeyer at rcrwireless.com, and on Twitter at Meyer underscore Dan. For more Dan, news on NFVSDN and everything wireless, find your way over to rcrwireless.com.